Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I'm so excited that you're here today. And I'm so freaking excited for today's episode. I just finished recording with Tam, who is one of my TikTok friends, and we finally sat down to have a more long conversation to really get to know each other. And the episode was fire. Like, I'm feeling so lit up by this conversation. I know when you finish listening, you're going to have so many little golden nuggets to take with you and the topic of today's episode was confidence so we really talked all about confidence the difference between actually feeling confident doing the inner work and starting to truly love yourself and then also little tips and hacks to appear more confident and how to pair both of those to feel in your power to show up authentically and we also dove into tips for glowing up, tips for navigating solo dating and if you are going through a breakup we also touched on a couple tips for that though that was more towards the end of the episode and the bulk of the episode was really all about confidence and I'm personally leaving the episode feeling more confident so I know you will too and with that being said, we're going to jump right into the episode. But before we do, I just wanted to remind you guys that if you are enjoying the podcast and if you just want to connect with other people who vibe with the podcast, who are into holistic health, who are becoming their best selves, who are into growing and glowing, you can join our free inner growth club group chat on Geneva. It's always linked in every single episode. So all you have to do is just go to the show notes and you will find the link so you can join us there. It's completely free and just so fun. It's growing every single day and it's just so cool to be able to connect more with you guys and to have a more one-on-one -on -one connection on there. So definitely make sure to join us on there if you're interested. And with that said, let's jump right into this episode. I love you all so much. And I know you're going to love this conversation. So I will see you on the other side and let's get growing. Hi, Tam. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. How are you doing? Hi, Carolina. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm literally so excited to be talking to you as we were talking about before we started recording. I've just always loved your TikTok and I always feel so empowered when I watch your videos. So I know it's going to be a great episode. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, I'm so excited to talk to you all about confidence and leveling up and having a glow up. It's going to be great. Yes, amazing. And to start off, the thing I first ask all of my guests is, what is your sun, moon and rising in astrology? If you know it, and if you don't, what's your zodiac sign? I do know it. So my sun is Libra. I knew it. I had a feeling you were a Libra. Yes. I was like, oh, just I was looking through your page this morning. I was like, she has to be a Libra. I love you know what? I love it when people can guess. They're so impressive. So cool. Oh my god. Um, my moon is Aquarius. And then my rising is Cancer. Oh, wait, that's such a good combination. I love that. 
Yeah. I love cancer rising energy. I have a cancer moon. So like I always attract people into my life that have cancer either as like a moon, a rising, sun. Like I just love cancer energy. It's weird when you find that the people closest to you and your friends, they always have some sort of astrological compatibility or similarity to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was like laughing to myself about the Libra thing because Libra is so much one about like relationships and like navigating tendencies of like people pleasing or putting your worth in other people, like people's perception of you. And I feel like you talk a lot about that, which is like this, the light side of Libra. It's like you navigated those challenges and you're like learning from that and from your relationships. And then also like beauty, like you're so beautiful. I was like, she has to be a Libra. (laughs) (laughs) So sweet. Thank you. What are your signs? I'm a Taurus, which is also ruled by Venus. So Libra and Taurus are the two Venus ruled signs. And then I have an Aries rising and a Cancer moon. Okay, nice. That's some fire. (laughs) Love it. Amazing. So the big topic that I really want to dive into with you is confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think you just have such a good take on it. And just the way you talk about it just makes me feel already more confident. So I would love to first ask you, like, how do you define confidence? Like, what does confidence mean to you? For me, confidence truly is being so sure of yourself and building such a strong foundation of who you are and your sense of self that nothing that anybody else could say could shake that. And no sort of any loss of an external achievement, whether that be um, some sort of label that you have that's impressive to society or a really good outfit or a really good hairstyle and face of glam even if you don't have those things it doesn't affect your confidence because it's all within yourself and how you perceive yourself yeah I think that's such a good definition which is like this unbreakable sense of self right and I think so many people and myself included like in the past you know feel like if someone else doesn't approve of them or if someone else is judging them then they start doubting themselves and so I think that's why strengthening confidence is so important And so I'm really excited to dive into that. And I always see that, you know, for the majority of content creators, what we end up talking about is based on our own experience, like things we've learned and mastered in our own lives. So can you share just a little bit about you and like how your confidence journey has evolved? And then we can kind of dive into some more tips for anyone listening on how to embody confidence and things like that. Yeah, perfect. Um, So my journey has been very transformative. Growing up, I didn't have any confidence. I wasn't confident of myself or the way I looked. And on top of that, I was so shy and quiet. And anytime I tell anybody that now, they're so shocked because I can be very loud and out there. Whereas I was not that all throughout my teen years. I couldn't make new friends. I was scared to talk to new people. And I was very within my own shell because I wasn't sure of myself. And I was also someone who seeked sought a lot of validation from others Mm -hmm. yeah that was also my kind of teen experience especially like when you're kind of in this transition between like you get your period and your body starts to change and like that I think for so many people can trigger like not feeling confident because you're changing so quickly and so I definitely resonate with that with like struggling with external validation like needing that or even just not feeling my best for so long And I've also been kind of on my own journey of like becoming the one for myself, like loving myself. So what do you think was like a turning point for you? Like, when did you realize like, I don't want this to be my reality anymore? Like, I want to change the script. Unfortunately, 
<laughs> for me, I had to let things go so far and get so bad to finally be like, okay, something needs to change here. So I had dated a few people. I'd gone through a few breakups. And then I would say maybe it was like my fourth breakup. Um, and it was a relationship where the other person didn't see my worth. And because I also didn't see my own worth, I kind of adopted their attitude and their perception of me to myself as well. So I remember being so heartbroken and this was the end of 2020, December, 2020. So a new year was coming, new year's is like my time. I love setting resolutions and developing my self growth. So I thought this is the year I'm going to spend a year alone. I'm gonna work on my confidence and just be happy being me without anybody else, no matter what anybody else's opinion is of me, not feeling the need to have others flirt with me or want to be in a relationship with me because I'm perfect on my own. Yeah. Wow. That's really powerful. And I think sometimes, most times, I think breakups are really transformative times because you're kind of like closing a chapter in your life. You're letting go of someone who used to play a really important part in your life, in your kind of day to day. And it's also almost like you're losing a friend in a way too, but so many people, I think, you know, put their worth in their significant other's opinion of them or in the validation they get from their significant other and all of that. And for me also, my confidence journey and even my wellness journey and like truly taking care of myself holistically arose from a breakup also. And yeah, so I just think that's kind of funny. But right after that, I actually, I've talked about this in the podcast before, but I did a course by this account on Instagram called Rising Woman. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but they have this course called Becoming the One. And you kind of start to analyze like and reflect on and journal on your own patterns, like how you think about yourself. What are your shadows? What do you tend to attract in a partner? All these different things. And then at the end, you kind of established a stronger connection with yourself because you realize, or at least I realized that when you see yourself as whole, when you see yourself as complete and amazing and you know you see your life as really bright already you know that if someone else comes into your life it's gonna make it brighter you know they're gonna add a new shade to the palette but like you are the palette you are the so that's kind of how I started to change my perspective around romantic relationships and then it kind of evolved into my relationship with myself I was like doing all these little solo dates taking little like baths at home and just like developing this stronger sense of of self, which mm. I think, as you said, you know, breakups and sometimes not feeling like it was the best relationship, maybe kind of take you down this opposite direction. And mm. something you talk a lot about in your content is a difference between appearing confident, which there are mm. strategies, things you can do to like just appear more confident, even if in the moment you don't feel very confident. And then also, if you want to actually be confident, that's a whole other story. Like if you want to embody it, if you want to feel it, And that's more tied to inner work, which was what I was kind of just talking about. So can you explain the difference between the two? Yes. So I learned all about this through my own struggles with wanting to learn how to be more confident and reading articles online, which really just outlined a bunch of bullet points on how you can appear more confident. And it's quite easy to master those, you know, stuff like body language, always making eye contact with everybody, speaking to people, walking into a room like you own it. And these are all very powerful techniques that are appearing more confident to others. And it can help you tap into your own confidence a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you don't do the inner work, like you said, and you don't work on your self-worth and your self-perception, 
if something goes wrong in your life or maybe you're starting a business or doing something big and you need confidence to take that step, those techniques to appear more confident are not going to help you. Really, it's more about reversing the self-doubt that you might have built up over the years and working on your self-perception. Yeah, exactly. And so because there's not as much information out there, I think a lot of about this kind of confidence, I think a lot of people get it wrong. And as you have talked about before, it's kind of like people might see you as conceited or, you know, self-absorbed or whatever, if you're just focusing on like, quote unquote, appearing more confident, but it's Mm -hmm. so much about energy and so much about that internal perception. So if someone listening is kind of like, okay, this all makes sense. I want to feel more confident though. Like, I don't feel that way. Like, let's say I'm like straining my back and like pulling my shoulders down, but like deep inside, I'm still talking to myself negatively and I'm judging myself and I'm feeling judged by other people. What would you recommend for those people to start doing? Like, what is the first step? Okay, so many things. One of my favorite (laughs) techniques that I say to everybody is try something new and step out of your comfort zone. This is the best technique because even though it might be scary, you know, you can always start small. Once you do that one new small things and, and you've succeeded at it because you will, that's going to start building up this record. You, imagine it as a file in your brain of all of your past successes, all of the things you were scared to do, but then ended up succeeding at. That's going to help you reduce your self-doubt and build up confidence over time. Because anytime you're faced with a new situation, having to meet new people, you know, I've been in situations before that were unfamiliar and where I was uncomfortable but I was fine and I survived it. And even I thrived in it. Um, Another thing I love to do is try something new, get a new wardrobe, get a new haircut. I think that's the easiest first step to step into your power, to feel like you're that girl. Um, Another step is to affirm it to yourself and fake it till you make it. So for me personally, I only found my confidence when I was pretending to be confident and Some people might try and say, you know, but you're not being real. You're not being authentic. Is that deceiving others? And absolutely not. Simply, you are just embodying the characteristics of your dream self until they naturally become a part of you and your personality. Um, And I would also say, stop asking other people for their opinions and their validation. If you want to post a picture on Instagram, you post it. You don't send it into your group chat. Don't ask somebody, you know, should I buy this? Does this dress make me look good? Because your opinion is the only relevant one because you are the only person on this planet that knows yourself inside and out. Once you start listening to your opinion, not trying to get a second opinion from others and reassurance and validation, you can start building trust within yourself and confidence comes from that as well. Yeah. Okay. Those are so great. I'm going to repeat them back. So I like rewind and also capture them myself. So one of the things that really stood out to me was what you said about like faking till you make it. So it's also just normalizing like to anyone listening, like if you don't feel confident right now, you're not going to feel confident from one day to the next. Like you have to start practicing, like you practice the sport, like you practice meditation, like you just have to do it and it's a muscle and it will get stronger over time. And so that's kind of what fake it till you make it kind of means. It's like, start embodying it, even if you don't feel it 100% at first, until it becomes a stronger part of your identity, a stronger part of your sense of self. Because even with affirmations, like people always say, you know, when I first start saying affirmations, they feel so weird. And they like don't feel natural. But then over time, your subconscious starts to kind of adjust to that new self talk, and it changes. It's kind of not in one single moment, but it's over time that that improves. And then 
trying things outside of your comfort zone, trying something new, going out on a limb and doing something you've never done or like getting a new haircut or trying a new like outfit that you've never worn before, like picking clothes in your wardrobe and like mixing and matching them in a new way. So that kind of thing. And then the last thing you shared was not asking so much for like about other people's opinions on whatever you're doing. And I think that's probably like the most important one. When I I always say this, when I was in college, I used to like walk around campus and I would run into like someone so random, like someone I'm barely friends with. And I would ask them opinions on my like life situations like oh should I text this person back or like oh like is he purposely waiting an hour to answer me or whatever it was or even with the post right like being like oh well like do you like this picture better like should I put this one in the carousel and that it's not only like you're you know asking other people for their input into your own life but you're also giving your power away because you're not making the choices so it's almost this like flip-flopped thing where maybe they won't see you as much as a confidence person but you're also maybe not going to feel as confident in your own choices so it's kind of like listening to your own internal guidance and letting yourself follow it and just do it without questioning yourself Mm. and I think for a lot of people when they start doing that it feels really weird like if you're you've never you know done a post on Instagram without first asking your friends like hey do you like this picture when you first do it, you might experience a lot of self-doubt. So for someone who does that the first time, like what would you recommend in terms of navigating the discomfort in the beginning of any of those things? So I get a lot of questions like this um, as well, especially about going out and doing things alone, people or, or confidence. And people are always like, but it feels scary and it's intimidating. So how do I do it? But what they don't understand is it's like that for everyone. You might look at me or any other influencer and think they're super confident and they can do this and they can, you know, do photo shoots in public alone. They are also scared or they started off being scared. They just sat with that feeling of discomfort and fear and pushed through it because yes, you you can't try something new and develop a new feeling or mindset without that discomfort. You'll feel that fear the first two or three times you do it. And over time, it will slowly start to fade away and you just won't feel it anymore. It's just about accepting, yes, this is gonna hurt and it's gonna be slightly difficult, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, which I think also applies to doing things outside of your comfort zone, right? Which was the first thing you shared, like trying to you know, go out to a meal by yourself mm-hmm. or going to a concert by yourself or something like that, or you know, spending more time alone. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a podcast episode I forget exactly what it's called. I think it's like why you should learn to spend time alone. And I'm huge on that. Like I love my alone time. I love being by myself. And I feel like you do as well. So what are some of your favorite things to do, to do with yourself? Yeah. Um, my go-to is sitting in a restaurant alone. And I remember when I was starting out my self-love and solo dating journey to sit in a restaurant alone, it was terrifying, especially if you're from a small town, which I'm from, that's just not normalized. Places like London or New York, you'll probably see more people just out and about living their days alone. But when it's not normalized and accepted in your town, it can be very intimidating. And now it's my new favorite thing. I feel so powerful and so grateful that I've gotten to a point in my confidence journey where I can do that. Um, Last month, I went to my first concert alone, which was amazing. I would 100% do that again. 
um shopping is my all-time favorite just because it means I can take my time yeah um, I, I feel I, like I always go shopping alone yeah I, I, I don't understand people who always want to go with other people I'm like it's therapeutic to just stroll through you put on some music in your headphones or like a podcast and you're just like searching through figuring awesome. out what you want to try on yeah um what else I love to, especially in the summer, go to a park, just read alone or like have a little self-date picnic. And if I feel like I'm super busy and I don't have time in my week for a solo date because I go on at least one solo date a week, my go-to in a busy working schedule is I'll go to a Starbucks drive-thru, I'll park up in the car park and I will sit on a latte and I will just be alone with my thoughts. I'll look at the sky. And I think so often we're all living a lifestyle where we're like go 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 on to the next thing next meeting next social interaction um next exam work business whatever when do you actually get the chance to talk to yourself be alone with your thoughts and think about what's been going through my mind this week how do I actually feel emotionally am I okay and talk yourself through that like be your own therapist that's really going to strengthen your relationship with yourself which in turn is also going to reflect on your confidence because once again you're just building on the trust you have within yourself Yeah. I feel like in those situations, especially like, let's say you, I mean, I don't have a car in New York, so I can't do that exactly, but like I could sit in a coffee shop, but I feel like in those scenarios, it's really easy to avoid that and just like pick up your phone and open TikTok. Or like, I even find myself sometimes when I'm home and I'm just eating my lunch, you know, by myself, my instinct is to pick up my phone and like scroll on TikTok or find a YouTube video to watch or something. So how do you navigate that? Um, For me, I do the exact same thing. And I think when you're a content creator, it's even harder because you always feel like you need to consume more and more. Um, So for yeah, me, solo dates is my, I've kind of like signaled it to my brain. Once I'm on a solo date, it's it's become a habit where now no phone and anytime people ask me what I do on my solo dates or ask for advice I'm like don't bring your tablet don't bring your laptop you can't do work you can't scroll through social media don't even FaceTime a friend you just have to sit there uncomfortably alone and be alone with your thoughts because every other second of your life every work break you get right before bed first thing in the morning you're probably scrolling on your phone on social media so solo dates is a no phone zone yeah yeah, I like that a lot and like setting that intention also or that just being like a rule almost. It's like it's a no phone zone. And for example, like if you're at a lunch by yourself, do you bring a book? Do you listen to a podcast or do you just sit there with yourself and eat and think? Occasionally I'll bring a book. That's the only other thing I'll bring. Um, but most of the time, especially if I feel like I need to be more present with myself, um, and tune into my own feelings and emotions, I will go empty handed and I'll just eat or I'll drink a coffee and I love to people watch and I'll have a little conversation with myself in my head. That's my favorite thing to do ever. Oh, I love that. I talk to myself a lot and I'm like, not, and no shame about it. Like I'll yeah. be like in my house and I'm like, just looking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> But, I, I, yeah, I feel like, speak to myself out loud as well when I'm yeah, around that. Like, why yeah, not? it's yeah. so funny but I like totally do it and I did that like in the end of 2022 I went to like a, a lunch by myself and it was really nice but I will say I was listening to like a podcast during it or music or something I think or maybe it wasn't I can't remember but I think that doing it as a weekly activity is really important like that means you would have like let's say 
50 or so solo dates a year, which doesn't even feel like that much. Mm -hmm. So how do you prioritize it as a weekly thing? Like, how do you make the time for it? Do you put it in your schedule? Do you just have a specific day of the week that is your solo date day? Or how do you kind of make sure you do it consistently? So one of my favorite things to do with solo dating is I will like to have a full on day. So I'll probably have a lunch, then I might go to a bookstore alone or go shopping and then maybe I'll hit up a coffee shop and then go on a walk or catch a movie. And I've done that many times or even I'll like travel to another city alone and explore it. But with working and just normal life commitments, you can't always do that. So I like to plan one of those big solo dates once a month when I have a free weekend or a free day. And that's what always go. Like a solo day. Solo day, yeah. Um, And then I might schedule a smaller one where I'm like, you know, this new movie has just come out. I really want to go watch it. And I make it a priority to make restaurant reservations or I'll buy the movie tickets online. So it's a commitment. It's now a non-negotiable. I have to go. I can't back out of it because just as if you would make friends with your partner or your friend, you wouldn't cancel last minute. When it's with ourselves, we don't think the same. We're like, "Ah, I can push that to the side and, you know, do this other thing. That's not allowed. Okay, because we're prioritizing our self-love. And then aside from those two things, I will do just a short and quick solo date, which might be going on a walk or grabbing a coffee. And that I won't schedule. That's more whenever my uh, working routine allows, you know, if I finish work a little bit earlier, I'll go and get it. Or if I had a really good day of filming, I'll treat myself at the end and go and do a quick little solo date. Yeah, I think that's super helpful. And I love the the comment of like, you wouldn't cancel on your significant other you wouldn't cancel on your friend last minute so why would you cancel on yourself like that should be the number one relationship and so I think that's super powerful and just like really simple and easy to just grasp automatically and something we touched on that I want to circle back to is appearing more confident right because I do think there is the inner work component which is kind of what we talked about like purposely going outside of your comfort zone purposely showing to yourself yes I can do this. I can do something difficult. I can do hard things. And I heard this quote once. I forget who it's by. It might be by Ed Milet, but I'm not sure. But I think it's like confidence is just not breaking the promises you made to yourself. Mm-hmm. And when I think about times in my life where I've done like challenges, right? Like, let's say I started my TikTok journey doing the 75 car challenge. And during that time, I just felt so confident because I was doing something hard, but I was also showing up for it and I was doing it no matter what. And that like keeping my promises to myself helped strengthen my relationship to myself. And so I think that's a really cool quote that I wanted to also mention And it kind of ties back to that like inner work side of things. But I also do think there is some importance, right? To like doing the things also to appear more confident. So can we dive into that? Like what are small little tweaks and things people can do just to like start embodying more confidence and just appearing more confident overall? You're so right. There is so much importance with trying to appear more confident because it helps you step into your power. I think the most important place to start is every day when you wake up, even if you don't have the confidence, think about your dream self, your ideal self, or just a confident person in general and think, how are they going to go about their day from this point? What is their body language? How do they speak? What do they do? What decisions do they make? How do they carry themselves? What would a confident person choose to wear today? And then follow all of those decisions. Because if your goal in life is to become 
that confident dream version of yourself, you have to carry those habits into your daily life every day. Another thing that I think is really important is start dressing for yourself not what's appropriate for the occasion you know if everybody's like we're gonna go to the movies it's casual if you want to turn up in heels and a dress do it who is stopping you from doing that and on top of that if wearing the most colorful eyeshadow and the craziest hairstyles makes you feel beautiful do that don't follow trends don't follow what society deems is the prettiest thing to do whether that's wearing less makeup or uh doing the y2k trend or dressing more uh, in a minimalistic way Follow your style, honor your preferences to once again, build trust within yourself. And also when you look good and you put effort into honoring your preferences and your style, you're going to feel good. You won't even have to try to strut into a room or carry yourself well, because you will, you'll be feeling like that girl. You'll be like, I'm feeling myself. I know I look good today. And that will, that energy will just radiate through you and everyone's going to sense that. So I think that's super important. Yeah. And I love that how, you know, a lot of people in their mind, I think when they hear that girl, they think of a specific formula almost, you know, it's like she has her green juice in the morning and she wears a slick back bun and she wears all black and she does X, Y, and Z and she works out every day, blah, 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 blah. But that girl isn't really that. I always say like, you should be this girl, not that girl. Like you should be yourself, right? You should be who you are and not like that girl who is that other person, But I love the perception of also just like tuning into your own preferences and being mindful of trends because trends are always changing. And if you're just trying to be trendy, you're always going to be changing your style. So I think a lot of people listening might be like, oh my gosh, like I'm always seeking trends or I'm always, you know, doing what I see like looks good on TikTok or someone says they bought this thing and they go and buy it and whatever, whatever. So how can someone or how did you start tuning into your own sense of style and just figuring out, wait, like this is what I want to wear and this is what makes me feel good? Um, So fashion, I've always loved, like ever since I was very young. And then throughout my teen years, I would try out loads of different aesthetics, not even necessarily the ones that were trendy, just to see what the clothes would make me feel like. So I kind of tried the whole all black kind of grungy cargos, wearing sneakers all the time look. I tried the super girly girl aesthetic. I tried minimalistic. I tried maximalist. And then I kind of pulled all of my favorite things from all of those looks to create my own style. And I've always said my own style is very eclectic just because I like different things. Um, One exercise I think is really cool is if you set yourself a budget, if you save some money to buy yourself a new wardrobe, go on a site like ASOS or Revolve, whatever is your favorite, and just go through the entire new in section and just favorite the things that look cute to you. Don't first go on Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok and see what everyone else is wearing or think, what will people perceive me as when they see me in this just think that's really cute so I'm gonna buy it and see what stands out to you similarly if you're out shopping in like Zara or whatever what is calling you out what colors do you like what textures do you do you like do you like baggy clothes fitted are you more of a skirt person or a trouser person heels or flats and then work your way up like that Yeah. And I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Instagram posts or, you know, getting someone else's opinion on, do you like this picture or not? It's the same thing with fashion. A lot of times we'll end up going to TikTok and just being like, oh, like best things from Revolve or best things from Zara. And then we end up buying those things. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some element of like, liking to see it on other people's bodies and being like, oh, like that is cute. But I think 
even if you can still do that and notice in your mind like if you get that thought of like oh I like that like that is cute like that is still listening to your inner compass but I think it's even taking it a step further to just be on the site just be like I'm just gonna order it if it doesn't fit I'll return it but this is what I like this is what I think is cute it doesn't matter if someone else on TikTok is wearing it or not and also thinking if no one else was around and if social media didn't exist what would I wear yeah that's such a good question to ask yourself and when I started asking myself that in many different scenarios so many things changed oh what were some of the changes can you definitely the way I would dress so I wouldn't always think about you know which bag is the trendiest I would just think if I had it my way if I had all of the clothes in the world what would I pick and also what does my dream self look like and kind of start chasing that idea also the content that I post online I think so many of us get nervous before we post something because we're like what if everybody hates it what if this doesn't look as good as I think it would a lot of the times I just imagine that I have no followers sometimes people ask me how do you feel that you have thousands of people following you and I'm like truthfully I don't remember I every time I post I think no one's going to watch it thousands of people do and I think that they don't because that way I'm being authentic and I'm confident in what I post because I know it's true to me and if I like it then that's all that matters oh that is such a good point I love that that's like definitely something I'm taking away with me is just being like if zero people followed me what would I post like what's the most authentic thing to do and I've had little social media detoxes before and just like taking a step back from social media even can be a good exercise like even if it's for a couple of days just experiencing less stimulation and just being with yourself which I think is also the experience of going on a solo date or a solo day and just being with yourself with your thoughts, mm-hmm. not constantly distracting yourself and pulling you away from your own inner self. And we also were talking about this before we started recording, but just like the whole concept of glowing up. And mm-hmm. I think in the beginning of any year and in any even like new season, people are always like, it's glow up time or like, pose a breakup or when you start a new job or there's so many new beginnings constantly in our lives but I think you can glow up at any point in your life and you're constantly glowing up so let's talk a little bit about that like what are your top glow up tips and what does that even mean to you to glow up um, glowing up for me is getting as close to the dream version of myself that I can and achieving all of my goals so when you think about you know, when you put something on your vision board, for example, or you think about, you know, I really want this in life, you're getting that desire for a reason. And now it's your time to honor that and work towards it. For me, glowing up first and foremost starts with writing out a list of goals. What actually matters to you? Is it being as healthy as possible? Is it getting your dream body? Is it always looking your best? Is it progressing in work? Um, making friends with new people how you present yourself in social situations the list goes on forever for me I knew that my mental health really mattered to me so I incorporated going to the gym in my glow up routine but getting kind of like the dream body that everybody goes after wasn't that important to me so gym for me is a way for me to hack those happy hormones and do something nice for my body and chase that feeling of happiness and accomplishment when I walk out of there that ultimately is not only turning my body and doing good for it externally but also internally it's improving my mood and I feel good and I'm always moving my body every single day and that's an internal and a physical glow up yeah 
I love that. And I think that's my perspective on exercise these days as well. It's like, it's so good for my mental health, like going to the gym and getting those endorphins and just sweating and releasing stagnant energy is just magical. And it transforms your relationship with exercise when you do start seeing it from that lens also. Um, I would also say a glow up is a great way to shed the old version of yourself and step into a new version of yourself. Everybody has weaknesses, things that they'd want to work on. Um, maybe it's that you need to work on your confidence. Maybe you want to be a better public speaker. Whatever it is that you feel like has been holding you back a little bit or you're not completely proud of, your glow up is the time to practice that skill every single day. So if it's confidence, start taking yourself on solo dates, go to events, host a party, try and meet friends of friends to practice speaking to strangers. If it's to feel better in your own skin, start going out with no makeup or try and try out a new like fashion aesthetic. Um, I really think it comes from writing that list of goals and then thinking what steps do I need to take to make this a reality for me? Yeah, when you start thinking about like your own glow up routine and the version of you you want to embody and things like that like do you always start with a list like do you write out what are like can you walk me through how you kind of journal about it um so I use it kind of with affirmations and manifestation so with my dream self I will write out in my notes app on my phone super easy I go to the gym every single morning as soon as I wake up I hadn't done that for the longest time. It was always something that I struggled with and now I do it. And I don't know what changed, but I find it so easy to do. But it's not just writing a list of one day I hope I'll do this or my goal is go to the gym. It's saying I name. go to Tam, the gym every Tam day. Tam goes to the gym every day. Yep. Tam dresses her best every day. Tam gets straight A's in all of her exams and you just keep going on like that. And when you see it there and you see your name in it and you can see this is possible, you're also affirming to yourself that this can come into my, my reality. And um, it's a great way to consciously think about what you really want. We don't always know. And it, sometimes it takes thought to bring it to the front of your mind and think, actually, yeah, these are my goals. And sometimes also the things that you think you want isn't what you want. Maybe it's because your family is maybe pressuring you to take a certain decision or this goal would be nice because other people would be impressed by it, but it's not necessarily what's true to you. So I think it's a really important exercise to think about what's going to fulfill you long-term and what kind of life do you want to build for yourself? Yeah, I think that kind of that present moment journaling exercise is so important. And I always emphasize that when I'm kind of telling people about manifestation or just like manifesting their dream lives or their dream selves, because Mm -hmm. as you said, right, seeing your name in it, seeing it as a present moment thing stops making it feel like it's this distant goal of like one day I will go to the gym every day or like I would love to do that it's like no like I do that every day like I'm the kind of person that works out every day I'm the kind of person that's confident I'm the kind of person that gets straight A's Mm -hmm. and identifying with a certain habit or a certain version of yourself is what motivates you to then show up to become that version of you and that's something I learned from the book Atomic Habits, which I love, like he emphasizes this a lot, how you have to see yourself as that version of yourself. And I think he uses it in the context of like smoking, right? He's like, well, if you don't want to smoke again, you shouldn't say like, my goal is to not smoke. It should be like, I am a Mm non-smoker or, you know, that was something from my past. Like this version of me is a non-smoker and that's who I choose to be. That's going to 
you want to, you constantly want to affirm that identity. And so you're more likely to show up for the habits that would lead to that, which I love. And recently I was coming back to the US from Brazil and I was on the plane for so many hours. It was like a, set, a seven, eight hour flight. So I took my journal out and I just wrote higher self habits. And I kind of did this exercise where I wrote first, like, what are all the things I want to do and want to be? And I wrote kind of like physical health. So like with my nutrition, with my fitness, things like that. And then I kind of went into fun and social relationships, how I show up in that, activities I like to do, all of that. And then I opened up a new page and I kind of wrote it all out as affirmations. As you said, like I go to the gym five times a week. I do da 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 And so that was so aligned. I just love that. That's also yeah. how you do it because I do think there is some like proof to it. Yes, absolutely. So. And then one last thing I want to touch on before we do some rapid fire questions is navigating breakups, because I know you talk a lot about that. You mentioned in the beginning of the episode that one of your breakups was kind of the trigger of for you to dive into all of this, like self-love and confidence work. And so if anyone is currently going through a breakup or navigating being newly single, what advice would you have? And how does that kind of intertwine with everything that we've talked about? For this, I think the first step, feel your feelings and let yourself mourn the loss of this other person. You know, you probably spoke to them every single day. They were probably the first person you said good or bad news to. They were probably your best friend and your clutch. And that's a big thing to lose. So don't suppress your feelings. Don't try and rush the healing process or think I have to move on because everybody's telling me to take the time. If it takes three months of watching sad movies and crying it out, do that, honor your feelings, honor your emotions. So then you can be done with it. And then you can really start the moving on process. You need to get all of those emotions out of you first. And then with the healing and moving on, it's really important to recognize that you're going to be completely okay on your own. And also just like both you and I, we, our breakups had such a transformative effect on our life and the decisions we made um, from there on after. And that happens to everybody breakups I love breakups because such magical things come from them when they end it signals the end of one chapter and the beginning of another and you can choose to use that breakup as a method to grow into a new and improved version of yourself and level up in life so just know don't attach your worth to somebody else or lose yourself in who you were when you were in that relationship because you're perfectly fine, worthy, and you will be perfectly happy on your own without that person. And you will build a beautiful life for yourself on your own, as well as meeting new people in future that will align with the version of you that you've grown to be. Things always get better after a breakup. And you just have to see the beauty in it, really, and change your perspective on it. Yeah, I think that's such good advice. And Also, kind of when you use a breakup as this opportunity to reconnect with yourself, to glow up, to, you know, find yourself again or to date yourself, whenever you do find that next relationship, you're going to have such a stronger sense of who you are. And it's probably going to help you a lot with developing more kind of self-love, but also it's going to help you detach from codependency and like needing that other person as a clutch almost no not clutch crutch um (laughs) and just learning to be self-reliant within that relationship is going to make that relationship so much more mature and strong and you're likely going to attract someone who is matching you at that highest vibration so yeah amazing I love that 
And so let's hop into some rapid fire questions, which I do with every guest. So just be intuitive with your answer and you can be as long or as short as you want. So the first one is, do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by that you love, or just like a phrase that you always come back to? Two. One is everything is supposed to happen the way it is. So everything happens for a reason. Sorry, everything happens for a reason. That is something I live by every day, but I have a new one that I learned today from you, which is be this girl, not that girl. I swear that is my new mantra that I'm taking into my everyday life. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. (laughs) Um, Okay. Next question is, do you have any books that you love or that have been a big part of your experience that you would recommend to anyone listening? I would say 101 essays that will change your life. It touches on so many different things like self-love, confidence, breakups, everything. Um, And I would also say The Secret to learn about manifestation. Yes. The Secret, I feel like, is the starting point for so many people with manifesting. For me, it it definitely was the movie, not the book, but it's so good. I still have to read the book. I've never read it before. It's really good. It's very easy to read. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Next question is what makes you feel like your higher self? For me recently, it's been, I have a habit tracker every day. So when I set my resolutions for 2023 and I looked at all of my goals, I write down my goals and then I turn them into actionable steps that I can do every single day. And then I put those into a habit tracker app in my phone. Ticking that stuff off every day gives me such a sense of accomplishment. And I know I'm doing good for my mind, my mental health, my body. And I'm taking the steps every day to become my dream self and grow. And that makes me feel like I'm on top of the world and I'm achieving all of my goals and becoming my higher self. Yes. Do you have a specific app that you use or do you use Notion? It's called Habit on the App Store and it's free. And it's just like you just write everything down, take it off. And it's so satisfying the way that it's laid out. Oh, okay. I'm going to download it and I'll definitely recommend. I'm actually hosting when we're recording this, a little like higher self grow to glow challenge for the podcast listeners and like everyone in my Geneva group. And I think that's such a useful thing to have. So you can like actually take off everything that you do. So I love that. And then the last question is if someone didn't hear anything from this episode, but they just heard this part, what would you leave them with? Oh, we touched on so many (laughs) um you know what honestly I'm gonna say be this girl not that girl that is my favorite thing everything we touched on around that being your true self not looking for validation not looking for trends and honoring who you are authentically with this as well I think look back to who you were as a kid because that's the most authentic version of you before you got to your teen years you were trying to impress people and date boys and do all of that stuff who were you what were your hobbies what made you happy because more often than not, when we're adults, we're still that younger version of ourselves. And it's really honoring you, the younger version of yourself and undoing all of the conditioning that we probably learned in our teen years. Yes, I'm so big on that. Like looking back to your younger self, like what you like doing and things like that, because we do learn so many things from our conditioning, from our teachers, our peers, our parents, our society, and we forget mm. to like tune into those things. So just before we end, I'm actually curious, what were some of those things for you that you About like doing? yourself? Yeah. Um, I was very autistic and creative when I was younger. And then throughout my teen years, there was so much pressure on getting the right grades and going to university and getting a stable nine to five job and making as much money as you can. 
I got rid of all of my creative hobbies. So I loved video editing and I would draw every single day after school. And for years, I think when I was 14, I just stopped. I cut it out. And I was like, I just have Wait, to study. I'm literally crying because it literally same. Like 100% to a T. Everything it happens to so many people. And um, I would say when I hit 21, so that was like two years ago now. Like during I'm, lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Like during lockdown, I fell back in love with video editing which I fell in love with when I was like 11 and now it's my career I literally turned it into my job because I honored that passion and I was oh like this my gosh you know when you were younger did you like watching YouTube yes every single day oh my God, literally so literally same like when I was younger my favorite activity was just being in our little like balcony not balcony but like outdoor little patio within the apartment and I would just draw like all day long and then when I turned around like 11 I started doing like photo booth videos and I would edit them on iMovie or I would like film my trips and I would edit everything photography I did photography classes like all of that I used to like choreograph dances and make my family watch me perform and like my mom would be filming and I'd just be like no don't stop don't stop and then same like in my teen years I felt so much pressure because I always like was pretty studious and like did well in school. So I started feeling this pressure of like, go to the best university, do what worked for like your parents or follow this path that like your, you know, the other people in your college are doing and get the nine to five. And I did. And then I felt unfulfilled. And then I also at the same time started reconnecting to all of that through like being a content creator. And I also used to be obsessed with YouTube. So here we are literally like in the same exact path. Like I love that so much. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I would watch YouTube every day and then I would pretend to be a YouTuber. Even at school, I would pretend I was like a beauty guru. And so it's crazy that now I am a YouTuber and I do content creation. Everything that I loved consuming and watching and dreaming about as a child ended up being my reality because I finally started to honor it again. I love that. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud yes, of us. Love yes. that. <laughs> Did you ever watch Bethany Moda? Yes, I loved her. She was my favorite. Literally same. That was oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, this it makes sense. It makes sense. Yes, that we vibe so much. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so fun, and I'm sure everyone listening is obsessed with your vibe, like I am, and wants to connect with you further. So, could you share where they can follow you and just stay tuned in your own journey? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Tamkaur. That's T-A-M-K-A-U-R. Same on TikTok and it's same on YouTube. Um, but thank you so much for having me. You're so sweet. And I honestly, I love this conversation. It was so fulfilling and energizing. And I learned so much from you as well. And just super inspiring. The positive oh, vibes. Thank are- you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone go follow Tam. And thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys in the next episode. And until then, I hope you guys have a great week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.